everyone, welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us this week for our finale episode. Thank you for being with us this past season, and we hope you've enjoyed. And I again apologize because I sound like I'm plugging my nose, but I'm just getting <laughs> over <not>. being sick. <laughs> and so please be patient with us as we record today's episode. Um, if you'd like to join our Facebook group to keep up with us or our social media accounts, our private social media accounts, please head to our website, youngandwifedup.com for all of those links on how you can keep up with us and follow us. Also, be sure to subscribe and watch on YouTube at Young and Wifed Up. Um, you can also support us by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Head to our website and click the coffee cup to send your support. You can also shop with our sponsors, which include Imperfect Foods, Covenant Eyes, and Earth Hero. Leave a five-star review with Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and are able to, and be sure to share with your friends and fam. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with you besides being sick? Honestly, I'm looking forward to an entire month of work, off of working. Wow. So I only have one week left, and I'm kind of having senioritis right now, and I I don't want my students to suffer while I'm kind of like, I just can't wait. counting down but the you minutes know what? they're also feeling that way yeah. like you can oh, tell I'm they're sure. all antsy and none yeah, of them are yeah, really yeah. practicing because they're so excited for summer and so i'm really excited because i released my first curriculum book this oh, year yeah, i saw that and uh, it looks really cool they're so cute i just i'm i worked so hard with them how long I'm did so it take proud. you um it took a good two months of like grinding but did you do it like mostly on Canva, Procreate. It was all. It was all on Procreate and Adobe Spark. Okay. And so I did all the graphics myself, and drawing music staff paper is a nightmare. <laughs> and there is no <laughs> template like out there. Like I tried. What? I've That's tried impossible. everything. Like not for the specific things that I have. Um, like hadn't like I don't know. I'm not gonna bore everybody, but there's like specific things that I wanted for this booklet, and it's like an activity composing booklet, and. I always say, like, I'm a creative piano teacher, and so I want my students to be creative and to write their own music. So Mm. I wrote a curriculum series on composing music with the sounds of summer. So I'm really excited about that. And so I'm excited to see what they do with it, with my vision that I had. And so So they have, like, the month to get their stuff finished. So once they're finished with their activity books at the end of the month, they'll bring it to me when they come back for their first lesson. And I'm really excited. So if any of your kids, if you're listening, if any of your kids are in music lessons, specifically piano lessons, but I'm sure you could do use it it, for violin because it's mostly treble clef um, composing, um, then I'll hit me up and I can send you the link. And also if you're like a music teacher yourself or if you know people it's available for purchase. yeah it's available for purchase and uh, it's on a teachers pay teachers account which is oh nice i don't know it's hard like i always go between if i want an etsy account or a teachers pay teachers account because if you're in the education world teachers pay teachers is like the biggest education resource mm-hmm. like place you can get digital products online but they take a huge chunk of your commission. Is it worse stinks. than Etsy? Do it's worse, know? yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, but and the, Etsy's bad too. But the but the the benefit of being on Teachers Pay Teachers is everybody's on it. Mm. Like school teachers are on it, homeschoolers are on it. So you get you more know, foot traffic. You get a lot more foot traffic. So my my like shop gets viewed a lot, and like mm. I have a lot of followers on it. But it is really hard 
like in a sea of music teachers to try to stand out. Yeah. And so anyway, you got to hustle, man. It's hard out there. And, like you got to <laughs> make the a digital product. You got to make world. like a pit. Like everybody says, oh, it's like, it's passive income. It is not passive. <laughs> I've been grinding. I'm like, I have you to You have make- to, it has, it, it's like, you have to make this one digital product. It's just going to blow up and just like have you set for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's but just it's like, so in unrealistic. In the meantime, what, like you just keep making. Yeah. The- you have to post to Pinterest. You have to post to Instagram oh, and boost God. it and facebook and yeah, boost it lot. and then you got to join facebook groups with your niche thing and then you got to post it on there and it is and so exhausting and you got to do videos and tiktoks and it's just like i just too much. can't do it i was just wanting some passive income here. <laughs> this isn't passive anymore i know it's definitely Man. not passive so don't believe them when they say oh it's just passive make digital products it's not <laughs> it's hard work <laughs> anyway what's going on with you right now um Eli started crawling. That's true. A couple days week. ago. Mm, a little bit more than a couple days ago. It when were you guys at Disneyland? It was like Friday morning. And I remember being it was, very upset. It was like <laughs> it was like the day before that. I was only very upset like because I wanted to be there to witness it. He's so cute. But okay. Today. He's all of a sudden been pulling himself up to stand. What? Yeah. And my mom, when he started crawling last week, she was like, he's watch, he's going to crawl for two seconds and then be like, this ain't good enough. And then just go like straight to like trying to stand and walk. And it's literally happening before oh my our gosh, eyes. My he's son. like pulling himself up on everything to just stand. And he's so happy when he's doing it too. He's like, this <laughs> <laughs> big old like cheesy girl on his face. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not even eight months old. <laughs> Chill out. I know. Please. He wants to fly. He really does. He just wants to run around with Seth, honestly. Yeah. Probably it's like a second that's child why thing. it's totally a second child thing. But um besides that, I've had I I need to talk about this because it's really upsetting. I had <laughs> I have this I had this denim tragedy. Okay. What? I have okay. It's this whole thing. All of my most of my jeans are I don't know what happened. They are really big on me. I bought them when I first got pregnant with Eli. And it's weird because I think I gained the majority of my pregnancy weight in my first trimester. That's weird. And then it like went to a stall for the longest time. And then I kind of gained more mm-hmm. like at the end, which is it was the exact opposite with Seth. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't gain a lot of weight. And then towards the end, it like kind of snowballed. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Literally. So I <laughs> snowballed. So anyway, I have all the, all of these pairs of jeans. They're super cute, kind of expensive. Like old navy can get a little bit pricey. Yeah. Like I have a lot of really nice old navy denim. All of it's big on me. So I like begged Jed. I was like, I only have one pair of jeans that fits me. I need to get another pair. Yeah. I had like two pairs of skinny jeans that fit me. Well, the one I bought, uh, this pair of jeans that I'm wearing right now, which, by the way, American Eagle denim. Oh, I love wow. them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The their curvy love line. I lo- I've gold. always loved their curvy clothes. Yeah. Gold. Anyway, so this pair of denim that I had, they were like really nice Levi's um, skinny jeans. I wore them when we went to Universal Studios. And literally by the end of the day, like the inner thigh area was like, it was so worn out. There were holes. 
<gasps> I was like, I can't wear these anymore because it's very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, no. That so must then, have been bad quality, man. No, I've had these jeans for like five years. Oh, okay. They're old. They were ready okay. to go. But then I was like, okay, I have one more pair of skinny jeans and then this new pair of denim. Well, on Sunday, yesterday, mm-hmm. we're recording on Monday. Yesterday, I'm changing my pants. I'm putting on this other pair of skinny jeans. I pull them up and they rip <gasps> on the side in the back. And I'm like... I am now down to one pair of jeans. <laughs> and it was when I was getting ready for church. So we're already late. I have no. my whole outfit picked out. I'm like putting on my <laughs> jeans. They rip in the back. And I'm like, I can't wear a dress because when you're nursing, you can't hike your dress up from the bottom because <laughs> like I have to wear a shirt and pants. Anyway, so now I'm only down to one pair of jeans. And wow, uh, yeah, the only dress that I have that's like, nursing friendly is the one that you bought me oh that wilma made that wilma made (laughs) all my other ones they're like all like kind of high high up on the and i can't like stretch them down to like yeah they're like get the boob out cotton or something (laughs) it's just terrible anyway i need to go shopping and buy more denim i was really upset i was really upset i was like maybe you should do some more skirts and shirts you know there's a lot of cute. Yeah. Old Navy has so many cute. You know skirts. what? I will not catch me dead in pants for the next three months. <laughs> it gets I really do hot. not. I, I do not it. do pants I don't blame at you. all. Nope. I don't no, blame thank you. you. You know what? I need to look into that. I don't have any. I used to have long maxi skirts and I don't know what happened to all of them. It's so comfortable. I'm vibing in my skirts right wow. now. Wow. Should I go to Target? You should go to Target and Old Navy. Old Navy. Target's where I got Old this Navy's one. Old Navy's been... They've been ratting them some out, man. Right now, yeah. Nice. Anyway, we could talk about that for like two hours. Honestly, and that's not the point of this episode. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna take a quick a quick break <clears throat> so I can cough, have a cough attack, and then <laughs> we'll come back with this week's topic. Marcella, guess what? What? Last night I made our dinner entirely out of incredible food that could have been thrown out as waste and headed to the landfill. No way. How? Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a weekly grocery delivery service on a mission to build a better, less wasteful food system. They offer a full lineup of sustainable, affordable groceries that make the weekly chore of grocery shopping an effortless and delightful experience. Imperfect Foods partners with food suppliers, farmers, and small businesses to ensure that delicious food goes into our pantries and instead of the landfill. I feel like you started that sentence really weird. I did. Anyway, you guys have got to try it. Get $20 off your first Imperfect Foods delivery by using our link at youngandwifedup.com. Get it. Okay, guys, this week for our season finale, we're going to end it with talking about submission. Ooh. Submitting to our husbands. <laughs> I apologize in advance for all of the people we're going to offend. No, I don't kidding. apologize. That's true. I don't know. We I don't know if no I apologize apolog- or not. <laughs> I apologize for hurting your feelings. Anyway, okay, I'm going to pull myself to- together really quick. Okay. So the point of today's episode is twofold. One, I want to convince you from scripture that we have an obligation to submit to our husbands and that we ought to die to ourselves and do what we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, our God-given duties as women and wives. Secondly, I would like to convince you that there are practical ways that we can do this. 
and that it has that it does require work Mm -hmm. and that it isn't just something that's going to naturally come to you when you get married it's not just a nice thing to say yeah it's interesting (laughs) because um when i was first about to get married we were getting some premarital counseling at our church and i remember one time i had a meeting with a with a couple and that was um giving us premarital like counseling and stuff and um I remember I asked the woman, how do I submit to my husband? And honestly, like she couldn't give me a straight answer. And Mm. I remember feeling like a little bit discouraged leaving that conversation because I was, I understand why she was, she was hesitant to give me like a very clear and blunt answer Mm. with that. But also I felt like a little bit like a fish out of water. Like Mm. I knew that it was my duty to submit to my husband. And I knew that it was beautiful and God ordained and in the creation order. And I just didn't know what that meant fleshed out Mm. because everybody is married to a different man. And I think that that was part of her hesitation Yeah, because like what is submission to her husband would not be what mine is. But I do think that there are very clear principles that scripture has laid out for us and that people who have read the scriptures for many years have made excellent books or put talks together um, to help us so that we aren't left with this big question mark of what does submission look like for a Christian woman in the modern age. And it's so interesting because sometimes we can look at scripture in light of our culture or in light of 2022 or whatever year we're we're listening to this episode in and we could think well how can i make this fit into my lifestyle and how can i make it fit into today and that's not really the point of scripture we're not supposed to try to grab scripture and try to fit it into our own reality we're supposed to comply our our reality to the scriptures mm. we're supposed to um submit to the scriptures and to lay down the culture and the world and our own flesh and all of those things to to scripture you know and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit hard for me not to be um specific about certain things so i want to kind of when i say i'm sorry ahead of time you know when i was joking earlier it's more that like i understand that there are circumstances that that I am not going to speak to today. And we've talked in the past episodes when we talk about things that we think are biblical matters that we can't speak to everything. This would have to be like a whole season in itself to get into every single nitty gritty Mm -hmm. detail of what submission looks for every single family. But I do think that there are things that we have disqualified ourselves from without actually taking a good look at what the scriptures say and say, okay, this actually does apply to the majority of families and to Christian women. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say, when I say I'm sorry, I really mean I'm sorry that I can't flesh this out in as much detail as I'd really like to so I can make sure that I'm being meek and humble and that I'm not sounding so dogmatic you know what i mean and i unfortunately with with issues like this when it's become so gray especially in broader evangelicalism i kind of have to be dogmatic because the the scriptures are clear yes and so that's kind of where i'm coming from today and i'm also 
want to say before I get into, you know, the meat of this that I am not a perfect submissive wife. I am so far from that. In fact, I have a woman that has been checking on me several times a week, one of my elders' wife, to make sure that I am doing my duty as a submissive wife because <laughs> I have not been a good girl lately. <laughs> I have been, I have sinned against my husband in more ways than one in the past couple of weeks. And so I have accountability right now. So I'm coming from a place right now of vulnerability. Of humility. Of like, of truly like, Gabby, you need to remind yourself these things. These are the truths of scripture. It's so interesting. We can know so much with our head, all of the right things. And I can tell you everything that is right. And when we are done tonight, I could a thousand percent sin against Ryan the second Marcella leaves. Yeah. And so I'm not coming from a place of like, I am this perfect submissive wife with a quiet and meek spirit. That is not what I am now, but I pray that the Lord would give me all the grace in the world that he would sanctify me and orient my life to the scriptures that I would become that woman every day closer and closer so that I can help other women to to orient their their lives to the scriptures. And so I just kind of want to get that no, that's good. Pre- preface that's out good. of the way. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and um, most of this, I'm going to be talking a lot because I did make this outline, but Marcella is free to jump in mm-hmm. whenever you want. Um, so to take care of the first part of what I wanted to talk about today, I want to argue with you that the scriptures are clear about this, that we have no um, way out of submitting to our husbands. That is our duty. It is what God has called us to do. And we must obey God's word because it is good for us and for our lives. And it's how we glorify him and thank him as Christians and as people that put our faith and trust in him. So I'm going to read a couple passages to you today. Um, And I apologize if I stumble or if I sound nasally again, I'm getting over a sickness. So first I'd like to read, um, some portions from Ephesians 5, which is kind of like everybody knows this is like the submission passage. But <laughs> Ephesians 5, 22, and then I'm going to read um, the end of that section, which is 33. So it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Nevertheless, you in particular, so love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. And then Colossians 3.18, super short and to the point, wives submit to your own husbands. It is fitting in the Lord. Titus 2-5, we read this last week's episode. The older women likewise, that they may be reverent in behavior, not slanderer, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teacher of good things, that they may admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, and the, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And lastly, um, 1 Corinthians 7, 4, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. So, um, I think that it from those passages, we can see that this is a God-given duty and there is not this is not an option for us. We are not our own. There is a biblical hierarchy of a chain of command in the family. 
And it it requires wives to submit to their own husbands. Now, does this mean that I'm sub- supposed to submit to your husband, Marcella? No. No, I'm not supposed to submit to your own husband. Our husbands, <clears throat> our husbands are the people that we ultimately we we answer to <clears throat> and that we submit directly to them. It's not all men. I don't submit to all yeah, men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we submit to our husbands, we also submit solely to Christ and to our church authority. So there are men that I do submit to in my church, in my church authority. But also, those are the same men that my husband also submits to. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I both submit to our church authority and likewise to Christ. And so anything that we do when we are submitting to our husbands or submitting to our church leadership, it is ultimately and solely submitting to Christ. So in anything that we do, we are obeying God. We are submitting to God. It is even if our husbands are rude and wicked and unbelievers or unkind, we ought to obey God's word because we are obeying God him Mm -hmm. so wait can i say something really yeah absolutely okay so the passage in ephesians 5 Mm -hmm. that that whole first section that you were talking about there's a verse right before the first one that so ephesians 5 21 the one right before that it says something like like, along the lines of like submit to one another sort of a thing i see a lot of people Mm. misinterpreting this yes in in the case of like <laughs> like people are like well Ephesians 5:21 says that we almost submit to another so as husband and wife as equal heirs you know of the kingdom that husbands have to submit to their wives too because it says to one another Paul is not talking about that verse in particular in a reciprocal sense no. so it's not that everybody submits to everybody no he says that as like the preface and then goes on to list here are the people you yeah. know in in your community or whatever mm-hmm. in kind of like the nuclear family setting or whatever yeah and that's who they submit to it's not everybody too it's not just like nilly willy willy nilly nilly willy <laughs> which, which one is it silly willy <laughs> it's not just like everybody just submits to everybody that's not what he's talking about so know for yourself that's what that means and if you see other people saying that tell them that's not what that means (laughs) yeah and also there is hierarchy in every relationship children submitting to their mother and father there is no there is no way around the submission relationship (laughs) there's no there somebody is always going to be in submission yeah and in this case if you want to obey the lord you're going to submit to your husband yeah exactly and not be like you have to do what i say or like i'm the wife and you have to love me like christ loved the church you're not doing it then yeah i don't have to submit to you but we'll talk about that in a minute yeah (laughs) so we are not going to speak and you notice how i skipped i mostly skipped the husband's yeah stuff And that is because I'm not going to speak to that today. This is not a podcast for husbands. It is okay if your husbands are listening. I'm not saying like close their ears. They can't (laughs) listen to this. My husband (laughs) listens to this when he's editing it. And like my dad will listen. Like, hi, dad. Like I just. (laughs) Jed will listen. I know. I'm not saying that no man can listen to our podcast, but our podcast is to speak to women. And Ryan and uh, Ryan and I. 
Marcella and I do not have authority over any man, and so we are not going to speak to a man's sin and issues. That's just not our place at yeah. all. And we also believe that the scriptures are clear about that. Anyway. Oh! So, if you have listened to our past episode one by our conduct, you will have heard that we ought to obey God even if our husbands are unbelievers or are believers but are un- in unrepentant sin. Yeah. And so, I highly recommend if you take issue with the fact that I'm not addressing those concerns, please go back and listen to that episode. It's I think it's a two-parter. Yes, it is. One by her conduct. And that really that episode series, I know we've been talking about it a lot the last couple of weeks, but it really does take care of a lot of these nuances mm-hmm. that people will bring up. Well, well, but what if my husband's not a Christian? Well, the Bible does not say that you have an exception. And, and Ash um, and Christian from Aptosophia give some really, really good points from, from the scripture why that is the case mm-hmm. and why we still ought to submit to our husbands regardless. Yes. And again, we're not going to speak to those extraordinary circumstances or those those nuances. We're going to talk to the average Christian woman that has a husband that is a believer. And even if your husband is not a believer, these things still apply to you mm-hmm. because of what the episode in One by Her Conduct said. They mm-hmm. argued that it is the same. It is you're you're submitting to them in a whole different way with whole different strengths that the Lord has to give you and provides whole different things that you need. Mm-hmm. But it is still the same principles. Yeah. The scriptures are clear. It does not say you don't have to submit to your husband if he's not a Christian. Yeah. Okay. So you may be wondering, are Marcella and I oppressed? <laughs> is there a gun to our head right now with, <laughs> is my husband is my husband the one that made this outline for me and told me this is what you are going to say? Man. That is not the case. No. Again, we submit to our husbands, to Christ and to our church. Our husbands also submit to Christ and to our churches. Even our church authorities submit to governing bodies above them. Mm-hmm. So there is no, there's no way out of a submission relationship. Submission relationships are good. They are ordained by God. And that is how we can have freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this freedom in accepting and embracing the creation order when wives are submitting to their own husbands and when husbands are loving their wives, the Lord blesses the home in more ways than we can see this side of glory. We, I know that I experience blessings when I am submitting to my husband joyfully. Mm-hmm. And I know my husband receives blessings when he's loving me the way that Christ loves the church. But we're not going to see the fruit of all of it until we're, we're in glory. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is spiritual blessings, fortitude. You know, there's a lot of, of things that are not like tangible, things that you can't feel or see. But the Lord gives us so many spiritual blessings. And all those extra things are just added extra mm-hmm. blessings, mm-hmm. you know. But um, doing what God has commanded us to do is a blessing in itself. So I'm going to be using um, a couple um, quotes and kind of the way I've made this outline was based off of 
um, a book called Building a Godly Home, A Holy Vision for a Happy Marriage. And it's originally by William Googe. It's a super old book, but it was revised in modern language by um, Pastor Joel Beakey. And I'm going to link the the book and how you can get it. I highly recommend it. It talks about the whole family and it has sections for husbands, sections for um, for wives. And there's a bunch of other really good content in that book. So I highly recommend that. And I have read the portions for the admonitions for the wife. And I just want to like really quickly say, because I know that some people or some women may be hesitant to hear about submission from a male, but if the Lord has ordained a man to be a pastor and to be a scholar of God's word, they have the they have the ability to communicate to us what scripture says about women Mm -hmm. like we do not need another woman to tell us to submit and it's helpful when we hear nancy wilson or elizabeth elliott or other women that we respect and and admire that speak about these issues frequently it's helpful to hear from a woman because of the titus two relationship that paul encourages us to have and and it's nice to see another woman's perspective and to somebody that can understand where we're mm-hmm. coming from. But I want to emphasize that men are allowed to have strong opinions from scripture and interpret scripture regarding women. And it is not, we do not need to only glean from women to know about yeah. submission. Yeah. Um, so he has this really good section about um where that a, that a woman a wife is first submitting to christ in all things and so i want to quickly go over the cases where it is permissible to not submit to your husband and and to decline your husband and he says this first that she be sure being truly informed by god's word that which she refuses to do at her husband's command is forbidden by god sin Secondly, that she first labors with all meekness and by all good means that she can do to persuade her husband to stop the origins and to and pressing that upon her, that which in good conscience she cannot do. So essentially what he's saying, if your if your husband is asking you to do something that is very clear in scripture that it is a sin, this is what you ought to do. You ought to plead with him in meekness, that you should not do this thing, that you will not do this thing. If he's leading your family down sin, a sinful path, or he's asking you to do things that is clearly forbidden in scripture, we can plead with him. We do have that right to plead with him with kindness. And we also have the right to firmly decline with a lot of kindness if necessary. does not give us the right to sin against them in turn and to be harsh with them. But we we still ought to be firm and say, no, I will not disobey my God. Um, and we also ought to pray and intercede for, to the Lord that the Lord would turn his heart of stone to heart of flesh, that he would see that he's in error, that he's in sin. And if those things are not... Um, those things are not taking place and your husband is in obstinate sin and he's asking you to sin and all those things, then we have the right and the ability to take that to the leadership of the church and mm-hmm. ask for help. Yeah. And that is why Marcel and I always say that being a member of a church is so important because it protects women. If you are yes. in a good church, it is a layer of protection that you absolutely need. And I've heard stories of people that needed that. And you always think that you're the exception. You're not. 
we don't we don't know that if we will ever be in that position where we need the church's protection and that is where women are safe women are safe in good churches Mm -hmm. and so please do not neglect the fellowship of the saints a good pastor good elders plug yourself into a good bible believing church that that practices church discipline that keeps your husband accountable that keeps you accountable that's watching over your family that is where wives are safe and where they are free to submit to their husbands yes in situations like this mm-hmm. okay so now that we've kind of covered like the nuances and and the the permissible way that we ought not to submit to our husbands I want to lay out for you how William Gooch in this book has kind of, he kind of formatted the submission of a wife in different sections. And again, I highly recommend this book. He goes into lots of detail. He's very, he's very blunt, but he's not, he's very gentle. Like he, he doesn't, he doesn't say things crassly, mm. you know, it's really like straight and forward to the point And, you know, and, and, no room and for again, he does the same thing to the husbands in the husband mm. section. So it's not like, okay, the wife's really going to get it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> if anything, I think he's harsher to the husband, yeah. you know? Anyway, so um, he formats things in his book um, when he's talking to the women, um, talking about common temptations to women. And as I was reading it, I almost was like, great here we go but honestly it was all spot on and things that even i struggle with and i could see myself in so again we talked last week about having a honest conversation with with yourself self-examining do i see myself as this person that i struggle with these temptations and most of the time it's going to be yes it might not be to the degree as somebody else does but every every woman has the curse of Eve. Yes. <laughs> we can't avoid it. We want to rule over our husbands. Mm-hmm. It is a part of the fall. And so if we are regenerated and we have turned away from our sinful ways, we are going to be fighting that old man until yeah. we die. And we need to be a lot more self-aware. <laughs> Absolutely. Too. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean, like you were saying, like that doesn't mean we're like exempt from from yes. the curse of Eve totally like we are if still anything, going to have a tendency I think I have fought harder with mm. with with the Eve tendencies as I've become stronger in my faith stronger in my convictions loving my husband more and there is an element of spiritual attack on families yeah. the the we we fight against the world the flesh and the devil and the devil is a part of that you know mm-hmm. and so it's like how are we going to to fight actively fight against those things well by putting on righteousness mm-hmm. so i'm going to um talk about how we can practically submit to our husbands and these are things i wish that i was told when i was in that meeting how do i do this and these are things that um i've gleaned from the different resources that we talk about nancy wilson has so much good stuff on on submission to husbands in wives and um, wives roles in the house and having a good um, attitude and a, and a meek and a gentle, quiet spirit. And this book is really good. Just like straight to the point. There's a couple other resources that I could think of. Like, let me be a woman by Elizabeth Elliot. Um, the excellent wife by Martha peace has lots of um, mm-hmm. submission sections. Um, and I'll link those resources for you guys um, below. So I'm not just coming up with this, you know, just out of my head and like, I'm so smart. It's from reading a lot of good material that has blessed me and also 
um, looking at my own life and seeing myself, you know, what are the common temptations to women? And I think William Gooch had a, had a great, um, way of explaining the things that we struggle with. So how there are, let me see how many, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. I thought I had 10, but I guess I have There's nine. nine yeah. two, I have three. nine headings and I'll just like rapid fire one that I won't keep you guys forever, but I just want to say nine things that I think can help us to submit to our husbands. I'm going to tell you the tendency of temptation in women, including ourselves, and what we can put on as righteousness instead so that we can be submitting to our husbands um, as the church submits to Christ. So the first one is humility. This is a really, 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 really big one. The sin of pride, being puffed up, being unwilling to uh, repent, demanding our way. That is something that women, we struggle with as wives and as women. Uh, what we can do to counteract that actively, laying down our own pride, our own motives, our own way, and, rep and repenting when we sin. And this is hard because... It is, it, especially when we know what's best, like we can logically know, like he is not thinking of the best way to do this. Mm. I know I can help. I'm his helpmate, right? I'm the one I have the answers. And if your husband is really firm about something that he wants and you're like, no, but I genuinely have it has to be this way. It has to be my way. That is when the pride is sneaking in. And you know what? We have to allow our husbands to fail. Mm. You know, there's like some people that will say like, well, I just, I just don't want him to fail. I don't want him to, to mess up. I don't want, I don't want him. I just want him to do the right thing. Well, our job as help, as helpers is not to be the person that's like, well, I just don't want you to fail and mess up. It's to encourage them so that they don't, yeah. you know? And that's with like, that's with not giving them the benefit of the doubt either. Yeah. Totally. It's like, that's, that's with the assumption that they're going to fail and you really yeah. don't know yeah. what might happen or what may come out of a circumstance. And it's or so situation. interesting. The times that I, I thought like something, this is not going to work out. And like, and I and I made the better choice to allow Ryan to lead us in that way. You know, it didn't. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. You know what I mean? And I hear so many people say like, "I just can't. I just. I just can't. I have to die." I'm like, okay, then die. Mm. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to feel good. Sometimes it literally means actually biting your tongue. Yeah. Because after a while, you won't have to bite your tongue as hard. It's going to be second nature. It's going to be easy for you to be like, I trust in my husband. Mm -hmm. I trust that he has our best interests as a family. I trust that he has, he has all these things worked out. And if he needs my help, he's going to ask me for help. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we have to shut up and not say anything. You know, obviously, like if we are his helpers, we want to be there to help, like delegate it. Like I want, I want to help you, you know, but if your husband has a vision for your family, it's not our job to come stomp in and say, well, I have all the answers because that's not displaying humility. And that's ultimately taking, taking the lead mm -hmm. in the marriage. Yeah. Um, the next one is sincerity. And this one was really interesting. Um, when William Googe was talking about it in the book, doing things with real sincerity. And this is something that 
it, it was kind of uh, like a little uh, for me because <laughs> it's so interesting how I can do things like grumbling to myself and be like, well, he didn't hear me, you know, or mm. you know what I mean? Having bitterness against our husbands, an inward bad attitude. It doesn't even, it doesn't even you mean. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> doing only the bare minimum mm. of our duties or if he's asked you or delegated something to you and you do the bare, bare minimum. So the 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 counteracting of that is to being very forgiving when your husband um fails and and when he when he sins against you not being somebody that holds bitterness in your heart having a genuine good attitude and that is something that we have to pray for and it is a choice we we choose to have a bad attitude mm-hmm. a bad attitude is not like a state that you that yeah. it doesn't happen to you you decide if you have a bad attitude if i have a bad attitude it is a choice i'm making even if it's a quick choice mm-hmm. And doing our duties wholeheartedly with sincerity. So if our husbands have asked us to do something, has delegated something to us in our household, and we are doing it the bare, bare minimum, we're not doing it with full sincerity. So we're we're not being completely honest or truthful or doing what he is. If you think about it, okay, if you... I'm like a very, I was a very, very diligent employee when I worked for people Mm -hmm. and I would be like trying to take action and like be the person that, um, like comes up with ideas and and super dependable. But then it's so interesting. A lot of women that have that attitude in the workplace, in the home, all of that goes away. Hmm. And it's like I'm not going to I'm not going to be the person that, you know, comes up with these all all these great ideas and I'm not going to I'm only going to do what's absolutely required of me. Then you're you're not doing it with real sincerity. Hmm. And that's not going to bless your family. Yeah. You know, doing things with your whole heart in sincereness is what's going to bless your family. That's good. Um next is cheerfulness. This is kind of goes in the same like way as the sincerity but having a visible ad- bad attitude is a way to completely squash your husband um grumbling and complaining those things don't they don't even help us <laughs> they <laughs> like, really don't they don't <laughs> at all whenever i complain i'm like well that accomplished absolutely nothing <laughs> and i feel worse it's yeah it's completely like unproductive and so instead of instead of those things we can seek contentment we have a whole episode about contentment you can Mm. listen to of speaking positively you know not being people saying like oh i'm just a pessimist no you're not you just have a bad attitude yeah you know and i used to say things like that too like Mm. i just genuinely don't have a positive outlook on life well that is unbiblical and ungodly that is Mm. not a good thing that's not something that we should be okay with or be proud of yeah and we need to respond happily so like if we have to do something or our husbands have asked us to do something or we have duties that we know that have been delegated to us, like the homemaking or taking care of the finances or things that you don't genuinely like doing, grumbling and complaining is not is not a way to submit to our husbands. Yeah. If, if, if we've been given a task and we are just like, oh, I just like, I have to do this, you know, mm-hmm. at least I'm doing it. You yeah. know, that's not... 
that's not, not the point. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it before. You can do all the right trad wife house make homemaking aesthetic and have a rotten, rotten heart. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter if you do all the physical right things. If you have a rotten heart and you're not doing things with cheerfulness or gladness, yeah. it's empty. Yeah. You know, the Lord is not going to bless those efforts. I've I've kind of also seen women um justify their complaining or grumbling with like well what does that mean like i'm just never supposed to communicate with my husband it's like no that's not what it means at all like if you are genuinely struggling you have tried your hardest and you're like look i'm overwhelmed Mm -hmm. is can we come up with a plan i need help and again, coming out of the conversation with humility and sincerity and um, still trying to be positive about the situation, that doesn't mean to just, you're just, just like shut up and disappear. Like that's not what yeah, we're no, talking about. It doesn't about. mean you have to be fake either. No, like, no, not at all. If you are genuinely struggling with something or like, you know, there's something that's not getting done consistently because you do have a lot on your plate yeah. or, you know, you guys have to come up with a way to cut back on certain things that way you can do um what your obligations are in the household Mm -hmm. that's super important and i see a lot of women being like well i guess that just means that yeah i'm just not supposed to talk to my husband about anything because i can't say anything bad to him and it's like no that's not what it means at all but it means have a heart check before yes it's the (laughs) way you come at the conversation is is what we're getting at yeah and i've also noticed like me throwing a fit to try to get my husband to help me, it never accomplishes anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if anything, like, he would help me, but I've squashed him. Mm. And I've taken the lead. And I've and I've told him, like, well, you have to do this because I can't. And I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah. You know? And so, at that point, it's... It's a much bigger issue. Yeah. And, and don't just have a good attitude for the expectation of getting something back from him. Yeah. Because then that is being insincere. You're yeah. doing it to get, you know, well, if I'm just happy and cheerful and have a good attitude about it, then he's going to get up and help me or do all this stuff. It's like, no, you shouldn't have any expectations like that. You're doing it because you're working unto the Lord. Yes. And you're doing it with <laughs> with a cheerful cheerful heart yeah. for your home and for your family, not because it's like, not well, for if, man's I, praise. Yeah, yeah. if I'm doing it, then it must mean that he's going to want to jump in and help me because he sees right. how happy I am about it. That's not, again, that's not what the point of yes, the whole thing is. I agree. The next part is perseverance. The sin of laziness is big especially Mm. like and i know this might be offensive but it is even more big a temptation for somebody that stays at home Mm -hmm. it is a huge temptation yeah and especially if your husband works all day and i see it is weird i've seen all these tiktoks lately like oh my gosh i wasted my whole day on the internet and then i use the last five minutes before he comes home to clean yeah i'm like that is literally the worst yeah. attitude to possibly have and i'm i'm if you don't know me very well and we ha- you haven't been listening whoop, the for that long i have i work like 20 hours outside of the home and i still keep up the house for the most part you know and i have a chronic illness and i have a lot on my plate too but the last thing i'm ever i ever want to do is is come home and put my feet up and be like, well, I am entitled now to rest and not to take care of my home because I worked. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, then at that point, 
I shouldn't be working mm. at all. Because if, if that's the reason, if, yeah. yeah, if it's so that I can come home and be lazy and not do anything to take care of my home, then there is a there is an imbalance. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also another thing with the perseverance, like this, the temptations to women is leaning into anxiety. Now, I've been very transparent before, and so is Marcella. Anxiety is real. We are not anxiety deniers. I've struggled with anxiety and panic for most of my young adult life, you know, since I was a teenager. And there is a way, and we all know if we are, you know, anxious people, where we can lean into the anxiety and sit in it and give into it and give into it and allow it to consume us and not to persevere through it and to ask the Lord to help us. And so that, that is when anxiety becomes sinful because Mm. people say, Oh, anxiety is all sin based. I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe all anxiety is sin based. And you can listen to our mental health episode in season one. So you can hear more of our thoughts about that. But there is an element of where anxiety can allow you to sin and you can use that as an excuse to not persevere, to do your duties, to to be unkind to your husband and say, oh, I was just anxious. Mm. I was stressed, you know. So how we can counteract that is by working diligently, casting our cares on the Lord and occupying our time well. Mm. So there are ways we can have schedules and routines. Yes. We can have accountability. Yes. We can, and if we struggle with that, we can ask our husbands to help us. Yeah. Can you help me come up with a schedule? I. What are your priorities? What would you yes. like the most done in the mm-hmm. home? What is your, because you know what? Sometimes what we think is their biggest priority is not. not. My husband <laughs> does not care if our floors are squeaky clean, but he does care that he has dinner every, every night. So my priority, even if I work outside of the home, is to make sure that we have dinner on the table every night. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so your husband might be different. You know, he might want a his his floors to be sparkling Mm -hmm. and it is not up to us to be like well that's unrealistic i'm not going to do that Mm. you know what i mean we have to look work diligently and to persevere through the laziness temptations through the mental health struggles that we have it is not an excuse to not submit to our husbands and not to do what god has commanded us yeah i think like along along those lines especially like for busy women, busy mothers, sometimes the um, the laziness and the anxiety and then kind of the rushing about is just pure poor planning yeah, and bad time management, which, I mean, might be good news because there's a pretty easy solution <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is to, you know, get up at the same time every day, get up earlier than your kids get up before your kids get up um things like that having kind of a like parameters for your time during the day and it's especially hard when maybe you're a new mom or a first-time mom and you have a really little baby and it's kind of just it's easy once they kind of you're out of that like haze of like oh my gosh i'm I'm, I'm never sleeping again and that sort of thing (laughs) and you're kind of getting back into routine just to kind of you know throw it all to the wind like i guess whatever happens happens and then you're rushing to get the food on the table in time and then because you didn't set a plan for your day like those are really important things and then you that can cause you to be anxious too because then you're like i don't want my husband to be mad at me because i didn't get these things Mm -hmm. done in time Mm -hmm. because i didn't manage my time well and things like that and 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. There are ways that we Absolutely. can persevere. Very practical things. things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Next is unity. Seeking unity. So the way that we can sin with this is to be argumentative by speaking contrary to them in front of others. This is a big thing. And mm-hmm. I struggle with this. This is something that I struggle with, especially because all of us are so lighthearted. We all poke fun at each other and we're all like laughing and making fun of each other all the time. And then like, it just like happens and it, it can happen without, it can happen without you. Well, it could be very well intentioned, like trying to be funny. And then you're like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just completely disrespected my husband in front of people that, you know, and then that that can really, really hurt your witness, you know, um, not caring for the things that he cares for, mm, being stubborn. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting, like how it's it's crazy. Like people will look at my relationship with Ryan and say, like, it's so fun that you guys all have the same you guys have the same hobbies. And it's like, you know what? I could really care less about baseball, but like, you know what? Like I love my husband and I love spending time with him and I love watching baseball with him. I would never watch it by myself, but I love spending time with him. Mm -hmm. And we both have like little Dodgers jerseys now. And like, I love baseball now. You know, it's so crazy how the Lord will soften your heart, you know? Yeah. Even to like seemingly meaningless things. You know? And then there's other more serious matters where it's like your husband. Okay. Like there was like, uh, I just to like speak from my own experience, I'm not making up any crazy wild things is that Ryan and I had vastly different spiritual convictions when we were dating. Like, like not crazy, like not like gospel issues, but like just like real, like like I was not like Ryan had been going to a reformed church for several years and was like settled, and I was like in a non-denominational church, mm-hmm. just like it was really, really hard, you know, it was really hard. And there were times where, you know, the Lord kind of naturally unified us in a lot of things Mm. as time went on as we spent more time together as i was searching the scriptures myself you know as as i was spending more time with other people in his church you know it was more natural but then there were ways where i was obstinate and was like i hate this this specific thing that you love and care for and i refuse to unify with you on this and i will not do it and that is where sin comes in Mm. sin comes in when your way and your stubbornness and your unwillingness to examine yourself and search the scriptures about more serious matters, ethical issues, convictions regarding like secondary issues that are not gospel issues that your husband cares about. Yeah. Those sort of things. And it obviously goes, goes both ways. But again, we're not talking about husbands right now. We're talking about wives. And, and there were ways where I would not even look at the things he gave me about a certain topic regarding worship mm. because it was so it was like offensive so offensive to, to me that I refused. And you know what? I wasted so many actual years of of being stubborn and obstinate when I could have had this beautiful unity with my husband by just looking at the material he wanted me to look at Mm. you know and i regret that i genuinely regret the fact that i was like nope 
I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't send me sermons about it. There's no way I'm not, I don't want to do that. And that is a way where I was not submitting mm-hmm. to Christ who has given me this man that wants to lead me spiritually. And there, and I was so unwilling to even consider what he had to say about that. And that is something like, that's a more obviously more serious thing, but things like like things that he cares for and loves. Yeah. If we laugh at those things or we don't care about them or we're yeah. like, oh, that's him, you know? Yeah. And kind of like just, there's just a way that we can seek to have unity together. Yeah. And there's obviously more serious things like spiritual matters, ethical matters, yeah. moral matters that, yeah. that you should seek unity with your spouse on. And like that takes a lot of time. And sometimes it's the wife coming to something and then the husband needs to search the scriptures and, you know, and there needs to be conversations. But in, in so many ways, like if a husband's trying to lead you spiritually and you're just like, nope, mm. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to know. You know, that is where we are sinning. That is where the sin comes in. Yeah. And and even just those those silly things, like I have seen my husband light up and be so happy to see that I care about the things he cares about. Yeah. Even the silly things like baseball games. You know what I mean? And it's like the Lord blesses that. And he's blessed our relationship when I haven't like given in to the stubbornness and given in to the the being argumentative. Mm. So I see that a lot too with, um, with mothers as well. Mm-hmm. Like if the, if their husband like kind of has a specific way mm-hmm. they want to approach parenting or how they want to mm-hmm. approach maybe welcoming, welcoming a new baby into their home, what they, you know, yeah. if they have opinions about that sort of thing, I feel like it is really easy for us because maybe we are at home all day with the kids. We know we're better, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're the one that is doing all the research and, and, and that sort of thing. But it's like, you know, sometimes the husband is like, okay, yeah, like I trust that, you know, you've looked up what, you know, yeah. is necessary and I'm going to let you kind of, you know, do your thing. And maybe he's kind of neutral mm-hmm. on certain topics, but maybe he's, he has really strong convictions about certain things. And if you're like, but I know this, all this other stuff. I mean, again, it's like, how are you approaching that conversation with him? Is mm-hmm. it with humility? And then if it is like, you know, I, maybe you did do a lot. If you felt like you did a lot more research, humbly asking him, can I send you a few things yeah. to mm-hmm. look at? Let Give me your honest opinion. Let yes. me know what you think. And then we can discuss it further instead of being like, nope, I'm going to do it my own way. And just yeah. completely disregarding anything that he has to say is just not the way yeah. to go. So No, I agree. So ways that we can seek unity include seeking peace in conflict, being kind to them in front of others. And like Marcel and I are all like, we, we are joking, like funny, like poking fun all the time and they dish it out too. Yeah. (laughs) But you know the lines. Yes. You as a wife know the lines that you shouldn't cross. And if you do cross them, just apologize and repent and say, I'm sorry, I disrespected you. Mm -hmm. And if you did that in front of others, I have personally apologized to a friend for disrespecting my, my husband in front of her. And she told me afterwards that she really appreciated that. And even though at the time I was like, should I do this? This is so awkward. Was I actually sitting against her at the time? But you know what? Like, if you are, especially if you're not, if you, if it happens and you're not around believers, I think it does Mm, like matter. It does matter. If you say, you know what? 
I disrespected my husband and that wasn't cool. You know, yeah. I'm sorry admitting, that you had to see that. Yeah, admitting your faults. And in front of your children too. I'm sorry. I sinned against your father and I shouldn't have done that. Wow, that yeah. is not how mom should speak to her, to, to her husband. And that is not how you should behave. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, we can't do, we can't think that our actions in front of others are not going to affect them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and on a more lighthearted on a more light hearted note with seeking unity on the things that he cares about, if he loves to play video games, pick up the game controller and ask him if you can find a couch co op game. If that's not your thing, try. You know what I mean? There are so many ways that we can try to care for the things that they care for. You know, if they love watching football and you hate that well why don't you practice your homemaking skills and have a super bowl party i don't know <laughs> like do things <laughs> do there are ways that we can still like contribute we, to his interests we don't have to be fake and be like i literally hate this like why am i doing this yeah but at least showing that you care some interest you know what i mean some yeah. interest in those things it really does like bless them and you you know when when you come home and you show them all the things you got at target if they show any interest you're like oh my gosh like this is so nice <laughs> you know <laughs> and so like the things the things that you guys both care about it it does matter you know yeah. it does bring more unity in your marriage okay next is wisdom so the sins that are are frequent for us when we are not having wisdom include thoughtlessness and not seeking um, our husband's best interest. So how can we combat that? Well, ultimately, from seeking wisdom from scripture, we need to be in our words. We need to be surrounding ourselves with other godly women that are that are pouring into us wisdom, the means of grace on Sunday morning. You know, all those things build up wisdom in us. And even if it is passive, like passive listening. Like if you are pew training with children right now and you are just like, oh yeah, half listening. The oh Lord's, my gosh. <laughs> the Holy Spirit applies so much of that to our hearts that we don't even know. Mm. You know, even just the act of your body physically being in there on Sunday mornings, the Lord blesses that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, those are ways that we can seek out righteousness and seek out wisdom but putting it to practice then okay so we can amen at church on sunday we could be oh man nancy said that really good thing on her podcast or gabby and marcella oh wow they were so spot on on that but then we're like it just went out out the window the second we're confronted with with real life you know what i mean um and having wisdom and so that our husband can trust in us you know, mm-hmm. we want to be wise with the things that he is, that God has given to us, including how we delegate, how we plan our day, how we pair our children, how we speak to our husband, all of that with wisdom, it matters. And that is an amazing way that we could submit to our husbands and to love them is by seeking wisdom. And, and, it, and you pursuing godliness and wisdom can, it is so powerful how your actions can change the tone of your home yes and so it is important percent if you're seeking that self-care moment seek wisdom Mm. you know what i mean that is a fruitful thing to do yeah um okay next (coughs) excuse me respect this is huge and this is where paul is like there's no room he literally says we must respect our husbands how do we disrespect our husbands by having a rude tone 
by belittling them, by manipulating them, by being short or crass with them, either just the two of you or in front of others. Mm -hmm. Same thing. We can disrespect our husbands. And honestly, falling short in any of the things that we just talked about is disrespect, you know, because again, like we said, there is a chain of command in the household. And when we sin against our husbands and we're not seeking the bench interest of them, we're not seeking wisdom, we're not um, being kind or seeking unity, we're not being sincere, we're being prideful, all those things are fall, a form. Are, yeah, they all are a form of disrespect. And so how can we respect them? By putting on righteousness, by honoring him with our tone, with our speech, with our actions. And it is so interesting how a little bit of respect goes so, so far for a man. And it's so interesting, like, even just learning, like, about homeschooling and Charlotte Mason mm-hmm. and all that stuff, like, learning about respecting children, it's like, a, as a, as whole persons, sometimes we forget that our husbands are whole persons, too. Mm. And that, like, there's so much in, in media, like, the stupid husband that doesn't really know, now oh he's an gosh. airhead. It's and like, like all, all of the, um... Oh my gosh, I can't sitcoms like all yes. all the sitcoms of like the doofus husband. Yes, oh, I'm just da, da, da. and that is what like that is exactly what feeds our like our yeah. flesh. Yeah, like, well, like my husband must be incompetent. Yeah, he's an and- idiot too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, which is terrible. And so if we do not respect and 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 it is okay. This is going to be weird. Okay, but there is like a healthy fear that we should have that like we honor and we respect and fear our husbands not because we're afraid of him but that we we genuinely want to honor and respect them because of what the lord says mm. and it's good for us and it honestly like seeing a man that is respected you can tell yeah you can tell and you can see how he loves his wife it just goes such a long way. Mm-hmm. It goes such a long way. A little bit of respect goes so far. Yeah. So kill the car, the sarcasm. Kill yes. the passive aggressiveness. And be, I'm telling this to myself. Be charitable <laughs> to them in your yes. speech and your conduct and all of that is. Yeah. And treating yeah. them as intellectual whole people mm-hmm. that are not idiots or brainless or whatever, you know? And honestly, like. It's good to compliment them. It's mm. good to tell them like, or it's good to say, thank you for working so hard to feed our family and to provide for us. Those sort of things go so, so far, mm-hmm. you know? And it's interesting, like somebody made a video recently. I don't remember where I saw it of like how little boys always want to show off, you yeah. know, to their moms and like, mm-hmm. so it's always like, auntie, auntie, look at me, you know? And yeah. like, I look at what I can do. Yeah, And it's like, and we just praise them yeah. you know we praise the little boys yeah those little boys are still there yeah they want to be honored they desire that yeah. that's how god made them to be yeah and they want so, to be impressive to yes. their wives they, and so yeah. if we're like Ugh, oh my gosh like ew like why are you acting like that you know then of course they're not like why are we're we are crushing them yeah you know yeah so it is okay like, it's not going to make your husband have a big head to uh, to compliment him mm-hmm. and to tell them that, that he's impressive or that he's handsome or that he, like, 
he's strong. Mm-hmm. You know, those things, they, it do, it goes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm nearing the end here. We have two more. Gentleness. This is, Gabby, are you listening? <laughs> this is something that is not easy for me, okay? It is easy for me to be harsh, to be obnoxious, for me to refuse to be feminine. And honestly, over the years, as the Lord has sanctified me, I have embraced like physical femininity a whole lot more. Um, it is a lot harder when you have a very like loud personality or, you know, like mm. you don't want to be, it almost feels like you're like, I don't, I feel like I have to not be myself, you know, and that's not what we're saying. And I was recently told, like, like I've been saying, I've been talking to one of my elders wives and she's been helping me a lot. Okay. And she told me, she's like, you don't have to, you don't have to not be Gabby. Yeah. You know, like Gabby can still be Gabby, you know, but you have to be a, a gentle and quiet spirit. That is not, that is another thing that is not optional for us as women. And as, as women with the curse of Eve, we want to crush femininity we hate it we don't Mm -hmm. want it and it's so easy to even like oh well i can have the aesthetic i can wear all the dresses and skirts and curl my hair and wear makeup and and have all the physical femininity features but i can have this like harsh and obnoxious sharp tongue really obnoxious and loud and and just like hate being a woman and and that is something that is wrong Mm. you know and i think we should have a whole episode on femininity one day because i think it is so important to embrace real biblical femininity and yes you know what all all of those things also mean outwardly and even exile one of my favorite quotes that has always stuck with me is she said that your inner virtue comes out Mm. and how you look and it it is true it is a thousand percent true you can see a woman that that has fully um allowed the lord to to uh, transform her heart and the virtues that the holy spirit is cultivating her and you see how she changes physically she Mm. changes she she loves things that are beautiful so she becomes more beautiful physically it is crazy how that happens like it's just the way that the lord made us as as beautiful creatures as women he's made us to be gentle and feminine and dainty and it's not something to hate not something that i've had to push down like i would always be like oh well all my friends are guys and like Mm. i love this and like i don't wear dresses like yeah sometimes we kind of have to like set aside our like quote-unquote personality like well this is just my personality and it's like okay but if your personality does not fit into these parameters that the lord has set for us then that doesn't mean you get to just do whatever you want just on the on the account of like well it's just my personality to be yeah obnoxious or crude or yeah you know whatever else you may yeah or even like it's like to to be a drunk or to be Mm. like a you know it's like oh a party girl or whatever those things are not feminine and they're not cute yeah they're (laughs) not biblical if that's what you're going for exactly and so again these are things that are difficult for me even now like i've been married for almost four years and it's still something that i'm trying to Mm. to work on you know it's not that i have to not be myself it's that 
there is there is a part of myself that has to die yeah so that the lord could sanctify me yeah so that the true the true gabby the real gabby the good the goodness that god has given me it doesn't mean that my personality has to go away. It means there is a sanctified version of that yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where she is, but like, I hope she We're comes there. soon. Either way, um, we can embrace biblical femininity, um, to be gentle, to speak with a respectful tone, to be modest inwardly and outwardly, seeking to, to be gentle in how we speak to our husbands, to not be crass or rude with them and it's hard especially like when you're like bffs with your husband like ryan and i can joke around and and be loud and crazy together but you know where the line is and you know when you start to be like i don't know i just going over the top i just know when i can be over the top and and that's where it's like come on what is the point it's for me to like, look at me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look how loud I can be, you know? And or it's funny so, or, or... Yeah, to be yeah. funny or whatever. And those things, again, they're just not... They're not good. That's not having a gentle, quiet spirit. Okay, lastly, this is probably... If you're still with us, <laughs> if you haven't left us yet, this is probably going to be the most offensive thing. And and it's even hard for me to say without like choking because it's it's really hard okay (laughs) obedience obeying our husbands and the scriptures that i read obeying was one of the things and i remember when we were writing our vows for well we didn't write our vows but choosing our vows um when we were getting married and i remember like thinking why do people write their own vows? You know, there's like, we were just kind of like yeah. thinking about things. If you're writing your own vows, you think you're going to say you were going to obey him? Heck no. Yeah. I would never choose to put that in my vows. So we did, we had our vows from the Book of Common Prayer and we said I would obey. So that's what I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so interesting how in our vows, if you had traditional, you know, to, to love and obey, mm. you know? I think, side note, there's a case to be made. Why traditional vows are very important. Why they're written a certain way. <laughs> it's because we, I do not want to obey. It is, yeah. the idea of obeying your husband is so offensive and so oppressive to yeah. the world that it's like, I don't even want to say that in front of others. Yeah. Like, why would I vow that? Yeah. You but know the traditional I mean? vows cover... They're biblical. They, they yeah, just they cover are. the biblical roles that we are called to. And so I, I think it's awesome when people use traditional vows. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we disobey our husbands? By contradicting everything he says and asks. By going against his wishes knowingly. Using the resources he has delegated to you wrongly by just straight up saying no absolutely not you know if he requests something of you and again we made the qualifications in the beginning the things that you may disobey about only sin Mm. only sin not preference not preference and so it's hard because sometimes i'm like okay like what is there's like all these gray areas like well but what if what if i feel really strongly about this and what about that well the scriptures say submitting let me find it mm, where to go 
please hold. Oh, yes. Okay. In Ephesians 5, 22, it says, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything, submitting to them in everything. It doesn't say in the most important things, in only the big ones, like whether you're going to live or you can homeschool or you're going to, are you going to vaccinate, you know, the Mm. big ones, you know, Mm. no, it says in everything. And, and that's hard, you know, submitting to our husbands and everything. What does that mean? That seems overwhelming in everything. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to make a blanket statement like that because it obviously doesn't mean that you cannot tell your husband what you think or request that you don't do that thing or that you, you, your family doesn't decide to do that or, or whatever, or I'd really like to go here for dinner instead of there. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you, you can, you're allowed to have opinions, but it it is, (coughs) what is your intention? Does it really matter? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to die for Mm -hmm. that thing? Because sometimes I've been like, I'm willing to die on this hill. And then later I regretted that and was like, actually, no. (laughs) (laughs) I take it back. (laughs) This is not a hill I'm willing to die on. It is so crazy. The hills, when we are like so set we're on something i'm like yeah there is i am immovable okay that is sinful we have to be adaptable we have yeah, to be movable. to be able to lean we have to, to be the able other. to say you know what in everything mm. in everything yeah in everything and i'm gonna keep saying it because it says submit to them in everything and Ways that we can do that. How can we obey our husbands instead of contradicting and going against? And obviously, like, there's black and white issues. Like, if he's asked you to um, do something and then you just straight up don't, well, then obviously, like, you're in sin and you need to repent. And you know what I mean? But then there's things where it's like, well, like he'd really like me to do this, but he's kind of giving me like an option. You know, if you can be a yes person, say yes more. Mm. And, and I think that our home and a wife should be a yes. Like we should be a garden of yeses. Mm. We should be like the person that they can come to. And we say, yes, (laughs) yes <laughs> you know yeah that sounds great let's do that what what would you like to do you know and seeking unity in all things and when he has delegated you like say he's delegated you to manage the finances or he's given you some money and you have to figure out how you're going to budget with your groceries that week and and all those things like if he's given you resources and delegated them to you as tasks as if he's delegated the homes, all of the education of your children to you, those are big things, you know, we need to take those seriously and use them wisely and in a profitable way. Yeah. So we're seeking to, to use the resources he has given us to further and be productive in our home, to be productive homes. And we're doing that so that, we that the lord blesses us Mm -hmm. you know spiritually and sometimes physically you know i've seen when i've been a yes 
a yes man to my husband, like, yes, come and, and whatever you would like, you know, that the Lord blesses me with a, a, a man that when it's time for me, for my requests, Mm. when I have requests and I come to him, he's more softened to it. There is so much like you become like, it's so much more accepting. Like I can't explain it. It's like a, because you have become a welcome environment mm. for them, then they in turn they are willing. become yeah. a welcome environment. And so when we use the resources that they've given us, when when we do the tasks that they've delegated to us, when we obey, yeah, you know, those things, like, we sometimes don't see the fruit of it immediately. And sometimes, like, the husband is harsh and we still are doing all the right things. And again, it's not our jobs. We cannot change the heart of our husband. Only the Lord can. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like listen to that one by her conduct episode. There are so many situations and circumstances I can't speak to. But the average circumstance of a man and a woman who love each other, that are seeking Christ, yeah. like we have no excuse to to be a woman that is constantly saying no yeah. and, and contradicting them, yeah. um, so yeah, that kind of wraps up the the basic principles of what I think we can glean from scripture and from really good resources. How we can practically submit to our husbands and everything. And again, I am not perfect at this. There, mo- more than half of these things are things that I'm actively trying to work on and squash in my own heart. And I pray that years from now, I can listen to this episode and say, Gabby, you used to struggle with that. That's so funny. That's not a problem anymore. You know, and I know that the Lord does that. And yeah. I've, when I've spe- spoken to older women who are wiser than I am, who have many years of marriage under their belt mm. and submitting to their husbands as unto the Lord, like women that are lively, happy, big personalities, you know, like they are they found so a way. blessed. Yeah. So blessed. And and I and I desire that for yeah. our marriage, not just so that I have a happy man, but so that I'm glorifying God. Mm-hmm. And ultimately like you are going to find contentment and satisfaction in doing what God has asked you to do. Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything you'd like to add? No, everything was spot on. Great. Okay. Again, please forgive me for my lack of eloquent speaking today. And no, you did good. Thank you. Good. Um, <coughs> let me just have a cough attack again really quick. <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick, quick break, and then we will end our season with another MLM non-recommendation. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a convenient shopping experience. However, too much of the stuff we buy today is made without any thought of how it will affect our families and the world tomorrow. What if there was an all-around better way to shop, with the convenience that we all want and the confidence that everything is made, packaged, and shipped sustainably? Earth Hero is exactly that. Earth Hero is a one-stop shop for all your sustainable and eco-friendly products. They have so many products ranging from beauty supplies, cleaning products, homeware, clothing, baby essentials, and so much more. Join us today on our sustainable journey by using promo code YOUNGANDWIFEDUP for 10% off your entire purchase. Make sure to click the Earth Hero link on our website at youngandwifedup.com to start shopping today. 
Okay, guys, I put my iPad down because I'm ready to talk about this one. I have no clue. Really? What this is. Yes, you do. And I'm going to tell you right now. What is it? The nail wraps. Oh, is this where it all Jam, started? Jamberry. Okay, but there's a lot of MLM nail wrap companies. This is like the mother, the grandmother of nail wraps. Okay. So if you have heard about Jamberry or something like it, it is a like sticker that you put on your nails. It's yeah. like a polish sticker. It's really hard to explain. Mm. You just have to see it. And it's a pretty big like MLM. Like, uh, That's I don't crazy. Know. I've literally do. never seen that name before in my life. That's literally not true. <laughs> it literally is. Either way. I've seen, what are the other nail wrap? That's companies. the only one that I know of. That's the biggest one. Really? Jamberry, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so don't hmm. do that. Don't get Jamberry. <laughs> and you know what? It's interesting because I never thought I would even like nail wraps before, but I am in a circumstance where I'm a piano player for, for a living and I can't get my nails done. I've tried. It's hard. You spend all this money and then your nails chip yeah. or your nail breaks. And so even though I'm going to get my nails done at Marcella's um, private salon, probably next <laughs> week when I'm done working for a month, um, I'm going, I have, I have had success with the nail wraps, but not the Jamberry ones. And probably for the better anyway, because it's a multi-level marketing company. Yeah. But my friend, Christine, who sometimes listen, listens, so maybe she'll listen to this one and she'll hear her name. Christine gave me a set of Halloween nails from this company called Dashing Diva. And Dashing Diva is not an MLM company. Hmm. It's just like a straight, like a... Just like a... Regular company. Just a real... Uh, uh, retail. Retail, you know. And they sell all kinds of, like, they sell simple colors and crazy designs and all this stuff. So she gave me these cute little pumpkin skull Halloween things. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. And my students will love them because they, like, I always dress up and stuff. And so I put them on and they stayed for a long time. And I loved them. Hmm. And then she gave me another set for Christmas that I wore in like i don't know she's given me several sets she gave me a new year's set and because she buys them pretty often but anyway i've never personally bought them with my own money like i just have like this this hookup but i totally would and do you know how much they are you know they're all under 20 bucks okay very cheap and again not going to an mlm company so there's no ethical issues you have to worry about well i don't know (laughs) but as far as i know there's no ethical issues you should worry about but um if you're ever wondering about the nail nail wrap scene i recommend dashing diva okay I've never, ever tried nail wraps in my entire They're life. They're a little bit intimidating. And honestly, there's some really ugly ones. But like, if there are a lot of really ugly nail wraps, let's be honest. Yes. The, yes. My standards are really low. <laughs> my, sta- my standards are really low, though, because listen, sometimes I'm just like, I feel like a man with my hands oh, because yeah. I have like piano player hands and they're so gross and like I can't have long nails and sometimes yeah. sometimes just having a little flower on your nail makes you feel like a woman okay <laughs> and I obviously would love to have acrylics like all the time yeah. because uh, that's just my vibe but yeah it's honestly like 
I just think these ones are cute. And there's definitely some ugly ones, but they just have, they even just have regular colors like nudes and stuff. Like you don't oh, have nice. to do a design or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I just do my own nails. So do that instead of getting I do, uh, Yeah. I do my own like gel extension nails. But that is a learning curve. That is an, an expensive, expensive <laughs> and expensive yeah. process. Actually, not as much money as if you were to just get your nails done That's at true. a salon. Because you buy the supplies once and you never have to buy the, them again. Except for you have to replenish the tips and the polish and stuff. And the glue. Yeah. But like the lights and the drills and da 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 It's like that stuff is yours forever. Can I, can I say something like related but kind of weird? I saw that people are doing gel X on their toes. And I was like, I uh, can't. Okay, but like, why? Like, I don't do know. Do they cut them down so they're not like long no, they, and pointy? They're long. <gasps> and I what? first thought it was a joke, but it's real. I don't know, dude. Stop, it's real? Yeah. That is If it comes across, if I come across it again, I'll send it, send it to you. me. It's, and I have like a foot phobia I'll look at thing, it with so one it's eye very open, disturbing. But <laughs> wow, that's really disturbing. If you do that, please DM us. <laughs> <laughs> Gel extensions on your toes. What a way to close I, I wouldn't out. even do gel, like regular gel on my toes. It's such a waste of gel. Yeah. And also, I feel like I'm constantly having to clip my toenails down. Me that, too. like, why am I going to, like, have gel that's stuck on there for, like, months and never <laughs> comes off unless I soak my toes for, like, five hours? An acetone? <laughs> This doesn't yeah. make sense. It's not realistic. Anyway, now that we're done talking about toes, wow. we're going to go. But guys, thank you so much for this amazing yes. season. And thank you to all of our listeners for all of your support. And uh, please DM us. Keep up with us. Follow our Instagram accounts. Join and the Facebook join group. Join our Facebook group. Yes. And um, I'm going to try to be active on our TikTok account soon. Oops. Oh. I just leaked do we have a tiktok account we do and i just leaked it right now wow so follow us young and wifed up cool man tiktok and hopefully (laughs) in the next couple weeks you will see something from me there i don't know i'm really scared (laughs) tiktok is scary as a scary place (laughs) but you have to do it yeah you have to there's no way around it anyway okay bye guys love you all bye bye (laughs)